Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Sam Dever Podcast, episode 23. In this episode, I speak with writer, musician, and actor Chris Clark. Chris recently wrote a book, which is our book of the episode, called Smooth Sailing for Hard Rocks. This book blew me away. I'm already on my second read. Uh, I knew it would be high quality because anything Chris does is very high quality, but he nailed it. He completely nailed it. It's a great guide to give you practical knowledge and perspective navigating life. And he has many different scenarios and situations and things that usually don't get talked about but happen every single day. Uh, he just gives you some perspective on maybe how you may handle these some things or think about things differently before making certain decisions. He really did an amazing job. And this is going to be a book I'm going to continue to read and reread over and over again, uh, as I put it with a lot of great spiritual and self-development books I've read. So Smooth Sailing for Hard Rocks by Chris Clark. And without further ado, here's my conversation with Chris. Chris Clark, welcome to the Sam Dever Podcast. My man, thanks for having me, Sam. This is, uh, it's been a long time coming and we didn't even know it was coming, but here we are. Here we are, I'm excited. Really excited about this episode, man. And I'm going to plug it right off the bat. <laughs> you wrote a book. It's phenomenal. It's called Smooth Sailing for Hard Rocks. I don't know if people can see with the light there. It's already, I'll say it's the book of the episode. Um, and you really blew me away, man. Like you really blew me away. I knew it was going to be very good quality because you put out very high quality work. But I mean, a couple chapters in, I'm like, whoa, <laughs> this, is, this is doing things to my brain and my mind and making me think about life and going back and visiting all these past experiences. I mean, I, I put it up there with books like the Bhagavad Gita and other spiritual ooh, texts ooh. that I've read over this past year. I just went on a huge spiritual spree in self-development. And, and that's an honor, bro, to be compared to that, that, that caliber of work, man. Appreciate that. Yeah, man, absolutely. So before we get into the book, I thought maybe we would just start, maybe you could just tell us a little bit about yourself and what led you to writing this book. All right. Um, well, I'm born and raised in Los Angeles and, um, you know, always been in the arts, come from a artistic family and, um, you know, blessed to uh, experience a lot of travel and a lot of different cultures and perspectives and all kinds of colorful characters and ways of looking at things. And I've always been the type of person that liked different things that maybe usually people that would like one thing I liked wouldn't like the other thing I liked. I've always just been kind of that type of person. And um, so I just would always kind of keep what I felt were the, were the, I don't want to just say the highlights, but the, the, the certain, the certain jewels, I should say, of certain things, I just would kind of keep them, keep them, you know, dear to my heart and remind myself of, I'm one of those people I like to revisit the masterworks. And I like to revisit the things that to me are um, like great sources of inspiration and energy. I go back to them a lot. And I feel like that's one of the things that kind of makes me who I am because I, you know, they say, don't forget where you come from. I also believe I don't, you don't want to forget what you, um, 
not what you come, like what you come from, like inspirationally. You know what I mean? Like we watch those old movies, re revisit those old works, those old passages, in those old songs, and just I'm always re re familiarizing myself and building on that foundation. So that's just something that is why a lot of this, like I mentioned the, the, the movie, The Godfather in my book several times, because I've been watching it since it's my, my, literally my oldest memory as a child is watching my father watch The Godfather. It's my oldest memory. I remember being little and watching my father. And I remember looking at him, looking at the screen and I'm thinking to myself in the screen, I'm like, what, what is this boring brown shit he's looking at? Because, you know, the, all these guys are wearing these dark suits and these dark rooms and brown tables and they're just totally talking. So as a child, you know, you're, you're gravitated toward bright, you know, sparkly, zany things. So now I watch the movie as often as possible. But anyways, I know I'm just rambling, but I've always been a person to just kind of stay familiarizing myself with the stuff that inspires me. And I feel like this book is a, is me expressing kind of all the wisdom, at least for the most part that I've absorbed and built upon and developed myself into, into what I felt was the most relative for the people that I had in mind when I wrote it, you know? And if I, and I, could, I, I, I kind of answered your question and then I yeah no no it makes perfect sense and, and you know just to touch on LA real quick because you yeah you were born and raised out here right yes sir and West you know LA. me living in LA for about four years that's one, one thing I recognize right at the bat is like man it's just such what I love about this place is it's such a diversity of people different cultures different languages I mean you can literally go from one like neighborhood to the next and the languages switch you know, and I thought that was really cool. Um, so there's just, you're just exposed to so much out here. So you growing up out here, like just around so much, I, I can't help but think that that might have influenced you or given you the perspective to be able to write something like this. Because this is a book written by an open-minded person. You can't be an open-minded person. or You can't be a closed-minded person and write a book like you wrote. So did, growing up in Los Angeles, that definitely... A hundred percent. And I was a person who um, was fortunate to, I grew up in Los Angeles and, you know, I'm a first generation Los Angeles, you know, pretty much everybody in my family is from Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. So East Coasters who had me. So, and Philadelphia is a very, you know, working class town. Uh, so it's, there's certain my experience of LA is also, you know, I have the perspective of people that came to LA in their late twenties and, you know, it had me. And so my whole family not being from LA gives me, an, uh, gives me other perspectives. And then also my family, you know, and, and a lot of close family friends and associates, a lot of world travelers and artists, people that, so I've always had, like I'm from LA, but I don't have a typical LA experience. Not saying that's bad or not saying that's good. I'm just saying my particular experience is unique in that regard. So I feel like I got, I get, I got, I have that essence LA um, um, gumbo kind of, because LA is a melting, melting pot, mm -hmm. but at the same time, 
I'm <laughs> my personal, you know, background is a melting pot. I'm mixed, you know, I'm mixed. So then I have I have that, you know what I mean? But yeah, LA, LA itself is um there's no city like it. And you know, this is where people come to, you know, come to chase their dreams. This is where people that have made their dreams come true come to enjoy their dreams. And this is a, there's, there's there's no city like it in the world, and it's a it's, it's a blessing to be here. And people that are here that that understand how fortunate they are to be here, you know, do usually do right by the city. Some people they don't, and they like to talk stuff about the city. I don't do that. You know, I love my city, but you know, no city's perfect. But LA would definitely give you unique perspective, and especially if you're fortunate, like I was, to have a unique experience within a unique place you know and know a lot of unique people so i've just i've been blessed and i've paid attention you know i've always been a person to pay attention i like to speak i like to ask questions i'm very inquisitive and i'm very passionate enthusiastic about what makes people fresh and what makes people um effective at what they do and why people feel how they feel and what things that people do that they're unaware that they do how that affects people like when i was younger i was uh, a person that was very um like extremely like hyper like just very sensitive to what people were feeling and things like that my own feelings i'm a virgo so um certain things that i was like very aware of that a lot of other people weren't aware of they allowed me like as i got older and matured and i could really begin to master them they gave me insight that not everybody has you know we're all we're all different i mean we're, we're all so different but some of us are like this and we don't see anything else i've always been a person that always sees a lot of things I, I had i had to learn how to be more like this i was always like this with my art but in other ways i've always been just very aware of how things affected people around me and how they affected me and that benefited me in the authoring of a book like this because this book is about so much of so much of this book is about dealing with people and no matter where you are dealing with people is a huge thing but particularly in a in a major metropolis you know what i mean you really have to like you really have to know who's who who you're dealing with and, and then you know <clears throat> in a city like la that's you know has so much you know the entertainment industry which i'm a part of and things like that you really have to understand how your actions you know the results of your action, how you treat people. You're talking to somebody today and two years from now, this person could be the head of <laughs> some things you're trying to be a part of. So you have to understand how to, you know, how your actions affect others and just be mindful of those things. So. <laughs> just really quick on that. No, it's fascinating. Now, is that something, a quality of you that just naturally you went that way? Or is there something that led you to be that way? You know, having, you know what I mean? Like, I I, th I think with me personally, like I said, it I was I was kind of like uh, I was not beating around the bush, but I was like when I was younger, I was just very like like ultra 
sensitive about a lot of things. Like I have, I'm completely at peace with it now. And I can say it like that. I was very sensitive about a lot of things. And so, um, and I'm a Virgo, like you know, this is part of our traits, but, but I've always been, you know, an intellectual, always been a thinker. So I just thought a lot. I would just think about things. I wonder if that means, does that mean, I would, oh, ah, it just, just, it's just kind of like my natural, the way I was wired. And those kind of things, you know, when you're young, you know, it's like they, what could be a so-called weakness could be your superpower if you learn how to use it. And when you're young, certain things like that, that, you know, no one wants to be, no, no, nobody in general, but no boy wants to be thought of as being very sensitive and um, because it's perceived as weak. And when you get older, at least for me, I should say, when I got older, like I started to understand that, like, I just had an above average awareness of like the dynamics of things pertaining to like emotion and how and people's feelings and you know lines of how things affect people and i just when i was young it was too much to deal with and i was just like you know and then you know just we all have insecurities little insecurities you have when you're young so just trying to figure things out but as i got older it's like that awareness is like people come to me for advice now you know people have been coming to me for advice for a long time so this book is in a lot of ways a reaction and a response and a logical progression of people coming to me for advice because I care. Because that's really what it is. Like I give a shit. You know what I mean? It's not that I'm just forced to like be aware of these things. Like I care. You know, I don't want to offend somebody needlessly. Some people don't care about that. I care. If me taking one step backwards to say, you know what, hey, I hope you didn't take that the wrong way, is going to save this person some anguish. I'll do that. You know, every day you hear a million people say, I ain't got time. What other people think about? You know, worry what other people think about. And that's fine. Respect to them. I care. I can't care about what everybody thinks. And I can't, you know, fix what everybody thinks. But sometimes it's a nice thing to, 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 to you know, as long as you don't put yourself out. You know what I mean? And put yourself in the back, which when I was younger, I did that. But once, like I said, once you get to an age where you understand how to like not do too much, that's when those those things, it's like, it's like you have to learn that. That's why it's almost like, that's why it says almost like a superpower. It's like the X-Men and all that stuff. They had these powers. They have to learn how to use it because at first they're blowing shit up and they're wrecking things. You gotta have Professor X. <laughs> Professor X. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you, you know, it's like even in the in the realms of a uh, romance. You know, I'm a you know I'm a loving, affectionate cat, and I've you know when I was you know new to it, I you know scared some some girls off because they were not used to you know i'm articulate i could speak i'm a writer so i would you know i just want you not feel like this and then ah, you know because they're not used to that so you know once you get you know maybe it took me a little longer with that than the other stuff but once <laughs> and there's always people that are trigger you know like they get get startled and run off because they're just afraid of any kind of whatever but that's a, you can't you know you can't base your your romantic instincts and how you're going to move 
based off what somebody may or may not be ready for. You're not, you know, to thine own self be true. You got to be true to yourself, but you have to keep to a degree, keep a leash on it. You can't just be completely at all times. I, when I first saw you, I knew you, I wanted you to be my girlfriend. You know, you can't like, you know. I'm relating all too well right now, by the way. <laughs> I'm relating to you all too well right now, by the way. Yeah, you, you know what I mean? So, so it's an interesting thing and it's just, it's, it's a balance and it, it doesn't, it doesn't stop because as, 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 as you know, and I know like what works for one situation doesn't work for the next situation. And I've made the mistake in romantic as well as other things, business, other things, you try something over here, it doesn't work. And you're told that the other way would work. The next opportunity you get, you go super hard in the other direction. And then that person is like, no, I wanted it like that. So you have to, it's, it's you know, you, you don't necessarily know, at, you, all you can hope for is the ability to, to read the signs, engage the temperature sooner before you play yourself out of position and that's what you know the intention of my book is that's why i said in the preface i said this book is like a collection of tactics or almost like chess strategies and i say a, 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 a master chess player could know all the strategies under the sun but that doesn't say when which one's going to work you have to look at the board measure the field etc cetera, etc cetera, and know when to apply what and that's really the game it's like knowing how to fight if you you could know all the moves but you got to know when to duck when to, you know you gotta know when to fold know when to walk away like you know when to you know it, it, it's all about knowing when the the, the moves because of an excellent move is only excellent because of its timing mm. And it, you know, it being uh, applied at the right time. Other than that, it's just a move. You know, <laughs> going like this. I'm just going like this. But if you put a basketball in my hand and the rim, and it says three, two, and I win the buzzer beater, and then you know, it's you know, it's all context. So, anyways, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and so like we were talking uh, beforehand. And again, I'm trying to articulate it as best possible. It's like this book is like a guide for someone, a playbook almost. And you, to your point too, it's like you can know all the moves, but they're nothing without the proper execution, like execution and timing. But this, I feel, was a really good guide of a lot of life situations people are going to be in and a lot of things that slip between the cracks um, of everyday life stuff that – <clears throat> not too many people think to even discuss because they don't even think about it. Like they don't even think that it's, they don't even know it exists <laughs> pretty much. Right. <clears throat> for example, for in this book, you had a uh, mentioned in a chapter about, you know, always ask permission when you're over at someone else's place. You know, if someone, if you go to someone's place and you just dump a bunch of trash in their trash can <laughs> that you brought in from your car or something like that. Right. <clears throat> you put up like, hey, like, you don't know that that trash can's used for that type of trash. You don't know if they don't th throw certain types of things away. You just don't know that. And to some people, they're not going to, well, what do you mean it's a trash can? But it's like <laughs> you're coming into someone else's house and it's, it, you know, it's respect. It's laying a foundation. And by having that conversation and uh, asking permission, and the trash is just one example. I mean, this can be many different things. 
Right. It's like stuff like that, like stuff that a lot of people are never even going to think of. I'm like, huh, yeah, he's right. <laughs> like, like um, so I really liked that aspect of the book. And I really feel it, it really teaches you to remove a lot of your ego, a lot of your pride, and also to have a lot of empathy toward other human beings, which telling us what you've told us so far makes a lot of sense, you know, you writing this. And so I guess I'm leading to the question. I believe you started in 2015 to write this book. Yes, sir. What, what led you to writing it? I know you had these ideas and this is how you thought, but what was that moment where you're like, oh, I'm going to write this book. It's called Smooth Sailing for Hard Rocks. <laughs> I'll tell you, um, I don't remember, I don't remember, uh, I don't remember when I came with the title. That I don't remember. But I remember I was in a health food store and I was talking to a guy and he was wearing, he had on a, a mesh shirt, sleeveless mesh v-neck probably cut a little above his belly something like that he had this is when the man bun was heavy he had the superman bun he had on the 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 yogi mc hammer pants and some sandals on right and he was just looking very very earthy and i'm talking to him and just talking to him right and the reason why I'm describing his outfit is because some dudes that I knew walked through and they normally would come up to me and, you know, be like, what's up? <laughs> and remember this dude, two of them looked at the guy I was talking to, like, and then gave me this look, like, you talking to this guy? And they were like, yo, kind of like, I'll see you later kind of vibe. And I thought to myself, I said, man, they not going to come talk to me because they think this dude looks weird. And I'm like, meanwhile, this dude is dropping super science right now. Like they would love to hear what he's, cause, cause, cause it's some health related stuff and they're fitness guys too. And they could really benefit from his breath of knowledge. So I'm sitting there like, and it just, and the guy's still talking is he didn't see them. And I'm just like, wow. And I just thought about it. I was like, it's amazing how many people will see somebody and just not really want to talk to them because of the way they look, you know, particularly, you know, there's a certain kind of guy, they see certain kind of dudes and they just like, I'm not really. So I've always been one of those individuals that's kind of, I'm kind of like an intersectional person. I just know a lot of different walks of life and from, you know, high brows, super intellectual people to very like, you know, just the most round away, meathead, fun-loving dudes that are just so man, shit ain't nothing wrong. Yeah. So I've always just been one of those kind of people because I see the I see the the gold in all of them. You know, I see what what's there. You know, so I realized, and I was like, damn, like I should. And at the time, I was doing a you know good amount of reading. And I was like, man, and, and, and the thing with me is the, the different types of things I read and the different types of 
things that I study, like I could be watching a monk debate or a TED talk, or I could be over here studying like some, some, you know, New York project, like history and the politics of the way they deal with each other and crossing the bridge and like just this, this different, there's, there's science there. Like it's just, I, I, I see the, the science and the politics and the, and the language and the, and, and, and all the, like the nuances that, that, the, you know, just the, the, the good stuff. So I realized that, you know, I could be listening to the Wu, to, I could be deep listening to some Wu-Tang or I could be reading the Silmarillion by J.R.R. Tolkien, but having deep dives into both of that stuff and, and, the, and, the, and the respective brilliance of language and concepts and where it takes your mind. So I've always kind of been that type of person. So I realized, I said, man, I need to kind of like, because there's wisdom in all that. There's wisdom that some dudes from Brownsville have and then there's some wisdom that some dudes from Cambridge have. And, you know, he who has it all has it all. So I was kind of like, I'm going to put everything that I have learned, but develop my own, you know, addition to this, you know, to this collection of stuff and my own thoughts. That's why it took me a long time to you know really to, to 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 actually complete it because I said I don't want to just be repeating you know and regurgitating other people's thoughts you know what I mean so um it took me a while to like really write enough stuff that I felt was uniquely my own and um yeah so that was kind of where it come from just basically recognizing that I'm a person who crosses a lot of like you know places where other people don't because I would find myself having conversations with people and say, like, I'll give you an example, a quote that I tell people all the time. And it's really, I, I, I enjoy, <laughs> I enjoy, I really enjoy, like I, I love when I can share a quote with somebody from a world that I know is not their world. Like meaning if you and I both read J.R.R. Tolkien, for example, right? I just mentioned him. And I give you a quote from one of his books, great. But if I give you a quote from a world that you're unfamiliar with, I find more pleasure because I'm introducing you to a world you might not know about. So if I'm talking to a, a, a guy who, who's, let's say, is a hip hop dude who doesn't really go into that world, and I say, you know, uh, just to use a quote that everybody knows, not all who wander are lost. And he's like, wow, that's deep. He's not, you know, he may, have, I mean, even though that's from Lord of the Rings, he may have seen that, but you get my point. Like yeah. a quote that's from, okay. In the same way, if I'm talking to a uh, professor and I was to say, in the words of the great LL Cool J, the greatest mistake you can make is, is one made of one made out of kindness. And LL Cool J said that um, if you don't know, if you don't know any better, then you can be like, well, I didn't know any better. But if you do, if you make a mistake trying to be kind to somebody, but you know better, you're like, fuck was wrong with me? Why did I do that? 
So um, if I'm saying it to somebody who's never listened to an LL Cool J song, I feel a little more um, accomplished because I'm one, bringing them something they don't know, but simultaneously I'm bringing some uh, some praise and some some uh, some more esteem to that world to which they might have a limited. Like I used to love quoting to people. There's a, a great rapper named MF Doom, and he has this line where he says, "Only in America could you find a way to earn a healthy buck and still keep your mind on self destruct." It's like forget about music. Only in America could you find a way to earn a healthy buck and still keep your mind on self-destruct. That's a brilliant concept, regardless of music, let alone it's it's rap music when, with profanity and whatever they want to say it. So I would always enjoy bringing that line to the attention of people who think all we do is rap about whatever they think we rap about. So anyways, that's just one of the things that I've really taken on since a young age is I enjoy sharing wisdom from places with people that they normally don't look in that direction. That's dope. And uh, side note, I love MF Doom, by the way. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you use that example. Yeah, oh, MF Doom, man, he's incredible. Uh, sure. Yeah, as you're explaining all this, I mean, it's really, you've re you're really breaking down all the barriers, um, knocking down walls, if you will, because we live in a society of division, to say the least of uh so many things that like you know you gave the example of the guy you were talking to in the health food store your friends immediately saw him judge that book by the cover stereotyped whatever that is and, oh well this that type of person is like this so we want nothing to do with that where it's just i don't know it really i really like how you know you're you're taking the gems of humankind that we all can benefit from Right. And you're, you're kind of being that bridge, I almost feel. Like, you know, it's like, hey, you know, there's good stuff to be said over here and there's good stuff to be said over here. You both need to check it out, but so many people won't even give it a thought for whatever reason. Like, Yeah, you know, my favorite quote is Bruce Lee, like, you know, I tell people, my favorite quote is not at all poetic. People usually say my favorite quote and they go something that has poetry and I'm a poet, you know what I mean? But my favorite quote is just, is just the, 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 the functionality, just the, the usefulness, the utility, excuse me, the utility of this quote is just amazing. Uh, uh, Bruce Lee said, absorb what is meaningful, discard what is not, add what is uniquely your own. And I say, you should, we should look at everything like that. I mean, if somebody gives you, if somebody teaches me a recipe, how to cook something, I might have to omit an ingredient or two because it might not go well with me. And I might add my own little thing. If somebody tells me, I mean, even, you know, re religions, you know, you know, with all, you know, due respect, most religions have something that's, you know, wrong with them. You know what I mean? So there's something that you could, if you have, you know, if you have a certain degree of open-mindedness and thinking, you'd say, well, I might not, you know, I might not deal with that particular, that, you know, that was, that applied, you know, 2000 years ago or 1500, whatever years ago. So certain things you have to be able to look at and take what you resonate and not just take, but accept what, 
you know, resonates with you. And then certain things say, no, I don't really need to incorporate that in my life, but let me add my own interpretation. Let me add my own, you know, to it. And I feel like that's an important thing. So that's kind of how I live my life, you know, without trampling over anything that I'm not trying to act like I know better than things that have been around longer than, you know, but you know what I mean? Like certain things you just have to, you know, you have to be, you have to be uh, courageous enough to be honest with certain things that need to be improved. hundred mm, percent. I'll just throw a quick example from my own life to what you just said. Like, you know, I, I grew up in the church, for example, and you know, I hit that age where I'm like, okay, religion is blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I, I, I don't necessarily, I'm going to go a different way, yada, yada, yada. And then I found other spiritual books and other things, Bhagavad Gita, all these other things. But then I circled back to the Bible and like the New Testament with Jesus, right? And then I'm reading it and I'm like, wait, wait a minute. Like Jesus is actually a dope dude. I'm just like, the things he's saying, I'm like, wow, like this is like really profound right now. But it took me to be like, hey, let me take another look at this without me worrying about the structure of man-made religion and all this stuff. Just speaking for myself, of course, but it's like, it's like, it was really mind eye-opening to be like, okay, you don't throw the baby out with the bathwater with everything. And, and you do have, you cover that in your book when you talk about, um, you know, if you're talking with someone and maybe they say one thing that's kind of like, I don't think that's really true or that just sounds crazy, but maybe the other 95% of what they're saying is spot on. Right. So man, it's really, it's really, I guess it's coming to me how to describe your book more and more. It's just like, it really like you're teaching almost discipline too, in a way. Like you're teaching, you got to be disciplined. Like you got to be disciplined and you got to have patience. Because a lot of people are just, or they're programmed. They're programmed as soon as this happens, this is what I do. I flip out or I discount right. this. But this is like, now hold on. Let me, let me just sit here. Let me, let me listen to what this person's saying. Let me hear what they have to say, you know. It's amazing. I didn't think about it from the discipline. Yeah, from a discipline standpoint, you're right. Because it's interesting because discipline, people sometimes take it and they just think discipline just means to not have another piece of cake or to, 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 to work out an extra hour. But there's discipline to actually take the time to really think about something. <laughs> you have to discipline your mind to be like, hold on. Don't go there so quick because it's easy and it's it's familiar to go there. It's like, you know, you'll watch people sometimes when they get into arguments, like you watch, it can be somebody you argue with, but it's usually better when you, you see it clear when you watch two other people get into an argument and you see one person is overreacting and then they've hit the like, for lack of a better term, the fight or flight, the, the, the confrontational mode has arised. And then a person's like, no, 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 listen, listen to what I'm saying. And then they're just, now they're in this mode. And, and it's like, he just said, listen to what he's saying. Like, imagine if you just tried listening to what he's saying, not thinking, you, you know, it's, it's it, and, and I mean, man, countless people are in dead and jail walking around miserable because they just didn't have the ability to check themselves and you know emotion is such a crazy thing and people get lost in that you know constantly so I, i'm a big like i'm big on that like 
making sure you take the time to think about things like you said, not let your ego and your pride and your mechanisms and your loop, your loop mode of how you respond to things, you know, take you out of the game because so many people, you know, take, like I said, in the preface too, I said, I've seen so many times where all a person had to do was just be like, you know what, man, I was tripping or, 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 you know what, just the slightest thing, or by the way, man, I, we're, we're good. Right? Like just something simple. And it would just diffuse something that ended up going so far in all types of categories, people walking away from like, you know, fortunes over shit like that. It's crazy. And you just say, man, all we have to do is just be a little bit more mindful of how we, you know, how we behave, you know? You reminded me of a, a quote. Uh, Most people don't listen. They're just waiting for their turn to talk. You know what I mean? Like they're, I think, I think they told me that in acting school, my, uh, Meisner training, but like it, it's, it's, Super actually real. listen to that person instead of but most people are like just hearing noise i'm like i'm totally gonna say this whenever they're done moving those lips and sounds coming out like they're not listening to one word that that person say for real or or, or they're or they're in, in a context like that they're tracking the words being said like exactly so blah 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 blah, blah, blah. <laughs> And it's the funniest thing. That's why I really enjoy the uh, the um, the the um, the concept of like when you're having a disagreement with somebody to have a person uh, they have to re form they have to re like exp- if you say something to them you express a concern to them they have to express it back to you to show that they even understood it. Like if I said, man, Sam, I'm angry with you because you wore the better shirt of the two of us for this show. And I'm just feeling like I'm not, my, my shirt is inadequate. You have to be able to say, well, your problem with me is that you really are unhappy with me because I chose the better shirt and it's bothering you because you feel it. Like you have to repeat what a person said <laughs> because you wore the better shirt. You know what I mean? So that being said, it's like one of those things where people don't, realize like they're not even processing what it's like you're arguing with somebody and you 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 I know you've experienced this because you're a smart guy you like you lay the most brilliant perfectly logical thing two plus two is four it will always be four here's four of them and then they don't even like it's like it doesn't even matter they're just they want to argue and it's like, damn, well, then what am I even doing here? Because I could, I could say, gaga, Google, you're still going to say the same shit. So why am I even, you know, you know? <laughs> Chris Tucker had it right when he said, do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? Like <laughs> to, to some people, it's like, they're not, you're not hearing me. Like you're not taking the time. You're not processing what I'm saying. Cause you're so driven by your emotion and your ideologies and your programming it doesn't like you just said. You can say Google got anything, right? Doesn't matter. It, yeah. And 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 that is the opposite of smooth sailing for hard rocks because you know it's funny because 
the essence too of the book is funny. Like there's a lot of, a lot of funny, like side conversations with people I know, like, you know, obviously life isn't always about things being easy, you know, and somebody, somebody brought up the point, well, what about, you know, uh, they say still waters never made a good, a good sailor. It's like, okay, right. But here's the thing. You navigate the difficult waters so you can sail through them to nice still waters. You don't want to be spending your whole damn life dealing with the 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 the, the, the Moby Dick Captain Ahab storms <laughs> your whole life getting smacked on the side of roads and Frankenstein Frankenstein on the side of the ice thing with the you know you want to have some cool moments you want to get off the boat walk through the port have something to drink meet somebody cuddle up put on some you know you want to get you know there's going to be other storms but you want to have nice moments and so it's not about life is always going to be smooth it's about having smooth times when you can and enjoying them because also it's like it's not just you know because a lot of you know people it's it's very cool and it's very like trendy to to you know to just be like pro pro grind who's grind who's grind yeah but you know like you gotta you know come home and have you know a meal with your mother sometimes you know you gotta like chill you know get a, you know everything ain't about grind and and, and you know and, and and you gotta have friends you gotta have you know good moments of balance life is about balance so i figured I wanted to write something for that. And so going back to the point we're just making, if you're always misunderstanding people and you're not being understood yourself and you're always um, at odds with people, you know, I got a friend who recently hit me and it was, it was beautiful, man. It touched me. Like he was just like, man, I've just been arguing with my mother a lot. And it was basically <clears throat> based around, he's a good dude. And he was basically saying that, at the end of the day, he's a very fact checker kind of guy. And with everything from 2020 to now, all the various, various things that people have had differences of, he was just basically saying his mother was throwing some bones into some conversations without exactly having her information on hand. And he called her out a couple of times and because it's just his nature, because he's kind of become that guy. And it just got under his skin and they were having some difficulty. And he knew, he knew that it was it wasn't right. And I just told him, I said, look, man, you know, she just, you know, some people, they just want to be a part of a conversation. And they're not as passionate about the subject whether you're talking about movies or music or sports or whatever, or, or, or world, you know, 2020, you know, all, you know, pandemic, all the, you know, Black Lives Matter, police, all the stuff, you know, politics, all the stuff that people have been, you know, at odds about. It's like some people just want to contribute. And I told him, I said, you know, it's your moms, you know, like those other people you want to call them out. I'm like, you know, your mom's, if, if, it, if it makes you unhappy that you and her are having difficulties, then don't call your mom out. Call everybody else out. But mom, just let her have fun. Let her let her say her thing. And he was he was he was like, damn, you know, you're right. He's like, I wouldn't even look at it like that. I was just, I 
I've kind of become this prove it kind of person. Prove what you're saying. And he's like, you're right. I shouldn't really put my mom through that because it's mom's. I'm like, yeah, it's mom's. You know, he's like, just let her, you know, she's participating. It's really not that serious. It's like, it's like me being a expert of rap. I know guys that want to talk about rap and I could just sit there and just completely dismantle their whole shit. But why? He let him say what he thinks. And it's just like, okay, that's how you feeling. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't offend me to think that, to hear that you think somebody that, whatever, you know what I mean? So I think those kind of things, that's a part of smooth sailing because you can, you can snipe every bird off your, wow, what a, what a metaphor. I was like, you can snipe every bird off your fence and pretty soon, pretty soon there's no, you know what I mean? You gotta let, yeah. let some shit be and let just the birds chirp and let things just happen. <laughs> I think I'm just going to start throwing because yeah, the more we're having this discussion and I'm getting your insights into this, the more like my experience reading it, words are popping out <laughs> of a way to describe. Oh yeah, it. Like, and jump jump in, man. Interrupt me. I know I'm long. Oh no, no 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 yeah, I'm just soaking it all in. But you're it's this book too. I feel it, it's pick and choose your battles. Pick and choose your battles. Some days, yes, you go to war. There's some stuff that all right, that's not good. Something needs to be said. <laughs> right. But then most stuff though. It doesn't. It really doesn't. And the more like you can sink into that, again, it's a playbook to use that to your advantage. It, it goes. I go. I think it's the Tao Te Ching, another classic. Um, those who say don't know. Um, I just totally. And those who know don't say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Thank you. But it's like, yeah, it's like, let that person have their moment. Let them have their moment because what, what, why, why even, especially now, especially like there's sometimes too, like I've just recognized, like I, it, like you said earlier, it doesn't matter if I come with an encyclopedia of proof of everything to validate my point. It's not going to be read. <laughs> it's not going to be taken seriously. So do I really want to put my energy into just saying, aha, got you. Right. And then what, what my ego to prove that I'm quote unquote, right. Right. Let them talk, and more than likely, it's gonna they'll fizzle out, and you guys will end up doing something else and talking about something else, and it's over. Yeah, and it's interesting too, because like he says, to choose your battle. Like you have certain people that it's really important to you that they know certain things, and then when you approach the subject, you know their their attentiveness to it will determine how much more you go. Mm. Like, if you're trying to tell somebody something, they're like, yeah, really? Okay, okay, yeah, that's what's up. Okay, 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 okay. Then you just, okay, then you just hit them with the boom, boom, boom. But if they're like, really? You say, well, yeah. And then they're like, that, that's fascinating. And you say, oh, okay, well, and then you give them the full, you know, the full deal. And and that's like, it's like gauging those things because there is only so much time and there's only so much energy. and it, is, it sure is a pain in the ass when you go out of your way trying to like, you know, don't cast pearls before swine. And the funny thing about that too, is like, it's amazing all those sayings, like those heavy sayings, like stories in the, in, in the great religious works, you have to draw the point, the moral from the story. You don't, it's not to say that every single person that knows doesn't say. 
And it's not to say that every person that says doesn't know. It's saying, it's like, it's like, it's, 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 it's hinting at something. It's making a point and you have to be able to read between, through and around those lines and understand. So when you're seeing somebody that's pontificating, but it's, it's a little thin versus somebody over here that's just giving you little, <clears throat> giving you little blips, but they're not really flushing it out for you. They're the one that really knows. It's the same way casting pearl before swine. It's like not everybody that's not ready for something is swine. You know, some people are just not ready and you have to treat them like in the Kabbalah. And I believe it says the, 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 the ears of the, what the, the, was it the, the lips of wisdom stay sealed until the ears of, I always mess this quote up, man. Like the ears, basically something about the lips of wisdom stay sealed until the ears of something. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Like it has to be like, you know, you can, you can be saying something to somebody that's not, you know, sometimes it's fun. We won't lie. You know, sometimes it's fun, but you have to, you know, like I said, choose your balance, choose your battles. When you remind me of a point I've been making to some people, because uh, a lot of this stuff I've been reading over this past couple of years, especially this past year, I'm like, man, if I only would have read this when I was like 20. <laughs> but then at the same time, it's like, I wouldn't, no, I wouldn't have comprehended it. I wouldn't have understood it. You have to go through stuff. Same with this book, man. Even if I would have read this at 18, 20, yeah, it definitely would have given me a heads up to some things. But having life experience reading it, it's like, oh, I know exactly what he's talking about. Like, you yeah. have to go through certain things sometimes before, like you said, you're ready to hear that message. And, that, and that's what I was starting to hint at way earlier when I early, like one of the first, it's so funny with the, for the first things you asked me and I just went like, it's always fascinating to see the way the mind leaps when it, where, mm. where it wants to leap. But when I mentioned about things that I go back to, it's like something like the Godfather. I always reference the Godfather. And I mentioned it five times in the book because it's like, you know, I watch it, I watch it at least once a year and I always absorb and catch new things because it's so rich. Yeah. And the things that are really just rich, it's like, it's like this. It's like, okay, your understanding of things that grow, like your, your, your understanding of things in general grows so you can see things better. So it's like a person, it's like a, it's like a, it's like a child. <clears throat> no, okay. It's, it's like, it's like a teenager whose parents split up and they have a view of it because they don't understand man and women business. They don't understand it. So a lot of children, you know, falsely vilify one or both of their parents. Mm. They get a little older, they start going through some things, they start to begin. But once they get into the real shit, they're like, damn, now I understand what my parents. And then they're like, damn, I was torturing my fucking father or my mother and father, whatever, for years. Because I just was like, why did you, why did you leave? Why did this, why did that? Not understanding. Now I'm not, it's, it's a whole blurry, everybody's situation is different, but there are plenty of people that tortured their parents because they didn't understand what was going on and because they just couldn't. And there's a lot of things that people torture each other over 
because they don't because they don't have the 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 compassion for what a person was going through. You know, it's the same way as a as a as a celebrity who becomes you know the financial beacon of light in their universe. And everybody around them is looking at them like they're supposed to do this and that, provide this and this and that. And they'd be like, man, he doesn't do this. He doesn't, he doesn't help this. He ain't, she ain't doing this. They ain't doing this. But not realizing what that person is dealing with. Like, it's easy to say, well, they're not doing this because it's just easy to say that because you're thinking about what you want. But that person be dealing with shit you'll never understand. So... It's a, it's a it's a fascinating thing. Anyway, I went to the side. So so the point I was making, I, I I drifted. What I was getting at with the Godfather was, as you as you as your level of awareness raises, these certain things that you look at, like you mentioned the Bible, the man you are, the man that Sam Dever is today, with his wisdom and everything you've read in the last year, just added to whatever you went through since the past ten years of just being a human, but just even the past year and a half, two years of what you've read, you looking at the Bible, again, you, you're, you're coming to it with, with, with more depth and understanding. So everything is going to hit different, right? <laughs> so it's like, that's how I feel about, you know, The Godfather or any spiritual book that I've read. And we need to look at these things because it's like this. Everything that you look at new, you have to familiarize yourself with it and adapt to it. But the things you've been looking at for 10, 20, whatever, 30 years, like you've been looking at them for so long, you have a relationship with them. You're kind of already inside them. And if they're, if they're really rich like that, like the greatest films, the greatest albums, the greatest paintings, the greatest books, the greatest speeches, the greatest performances. If I watch, as an actor too, when I watch Scarface, right? Let's just go to Scarface because Scarface, you know, arguably, as I like to make the point that a lot of people don't make is screen time, Al Pacino's screen time in that movie it's like name a movie where the main star is on the screen as much as that. Like it's like it's like there's like a minute and a half of the whole movie that he's not on the screen. Like I never thought of that before. You're totally right. <laughs> you know me? It's like it's you're looking at his. I mean, like as great as um, Daniel Day Lewis's and There Will Be Blood, which I think is one of the few movies if you compare the performance level to. Um, He's not on screen quite as much as Al Pacino was in Scarface. I mean, that shit is Al Pacino's face for two and a half hours. And for him to just be that flawless all the way through, like you're watching it and and me observing these things now. And as an actor having, you know, active school and all that stuff, looking at the stuff and I watch it now, I just, it's like the, the subtle it's like the subtle, subtle, subtle subtleties that like I didn't notice even five years ago, I'm noticing. Now, if I watch a new movie, I don't have as much of a look inside it. I mean, it's almost like, I'm not gonna exaggerate and say it's like it's transparent, but I've, been, I've seen the movie so many times, it's like you're, you know, when I watch Goodfellas, 
I've seen that movie so many times. The editing of the of the editing of the music and narration, which I think has no equal. You know, the 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 music and the editing and the narration of Goodfellas. So when you like, I know the timing of of the of the sound of the freight train coming in with the song, the volume of the this freight train noise, and the song comes in like. It's it's like I'm so inside of it because I've seen it. I've, I've been studying it for so long, and that's what the Bible, you know, these other books are. These these certain things, and we need to look, review these master works, these these perfect these perfect things, because our understanding of everything. It, it, as it expands, we can look at these things because we know them so well and we can see them better. It's like you need something to work on that you like. It's like it's like a, it's almost like, you know, the Kung Fu guys have the, the, the wooden the wooden things that they hit and yeah. they hit their arms. It's like they work out their shit on the same thing because they perfect it. It's the same. It's funny. Look at it. Like, this is my little thing they hold my phone with. Like, you know, like they, do the thing, they, do, the, they do the thing. It's kind of like the same analogy like you need something to work on like mm. to, 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 to develop on because if, if every day you're you're punching a new bag a new thing you're not going to be able to master that the same way the same way if all you do is just listen to new music if you don't like if i listen to as a music guy if i listen to thriller right now right or dr dre the chronic or the first wu-tang album i've been listening to it for so long it's like i'm inside it i can hear things that I couldn't hear back then because I've been listening to it for so long and it's just like the littlest things that you're not, I don't give a damn what anybody says, you're not going to hear it that way uh, uh, fresh ears because you're processing. You're still processing this massive thing, but once you've, you've been processing it for so long. So anyways, that's, I think that's a key thing that people need to um, take 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 more into their into their into their ways and actions to be able to understand things <laughs> yeah man I'm, you make so many good points about Thank you. Uh, what did it remind me like there's his name's naval ravikant if you've never listened to some of his i can send you some links to the podcast he's been on like he this dude like that, totally naval ravikant well, naval, yeah I had hey, a, you know naval i had a funny twitter exchange with him one time uh, the dude, I saw him on Rogan, and then I and I just went on a rabbit hole of going and let, fit Tim Ferriss and all this stuff. The guy, it's one of those rare people, like <laughs> of someone I don't know, that really like inspired me. And like, and for me, it was like what he said about like book reading and stuff like that. He's like, look, you can spend your whole life reading every book there is, or you can take the top one hundred books and read them over and over again. Exactly. That's, that's what it reminds me of what you were saying. And that's what I've started to do. And your book is one of those books. I've already started rereading it because I'm like, all right, this is, this is, this is, this made the team. Like this is uh, a, you honor me with that, man. That means a lot. I, I truly mean it, man. Like I truly mean it. It's like, cause these are tools. These are tools. And uh, your book, especially I feel is a great tool to navigate life with. And, uh, just some other, I mean, we've already hit the hour mark, but if we could maybe go over a couple more. I have, I have, I have plenty of time. Yeah. Um, the one part you put about, uh, by the way, I, I'm definitely going to be bumping some music tomorrow. 
looking for new things and you're exactly right about that. You're exact. I guess I tend to listen to the same stuff over and over again. Uh, for example, I will plug a song of yours I heard for the first time today and listen to it probably 30 to 40 times. Beats. Ooh. Oh, the classic. <laughs> yeah, I need to, I, I'm, I'm going to re-release Beats very soon. But uh, yeah, man, classic. You know, man. But, just, uh, but it grabbed me, man. It grabbed me. It just grabbed me. And I'm just like, whoa. And I think I heard Pharrell say this one time. Pharrell said, uh, I love Pharrell. Pharrell... Yeah said when he would, um, I don't know, it was some interview he was doing. It might have been an interview he did with Rick Rubin. I can't remember. But, like, he said uh, he, once he, like, catches a feeling on a song, he'll listen to it, like, I don't know how many times in a row, like hundreds, just in the car, at home, in the studio, wherever, because something about it grabs you. But you're not going to, like we're like, like you're talking about, but you're not going to – you can't capture it all in one listen or in one read. Right. It's like, but you right. know that you're into it. So it's right. like, all right, I'm going to have to take my time with this. I'm going to have to really process this and bring it in. It really is, truly does become quality over quantity in this realm. Yeah, you know, it's interesting you say that because in you used words, I don't know if he did, but probably when you catch a feeling like there's a billion songs and there's a lot of songs you hear that are good songs but you won't you wouldn't say like i caught a feeling are you listening to song that's a good song yeah but then another song comes and you just like <laughs> it just does something to you like you just it's like it's like a feeling it's like a it's almost like it's like when you meet a person that you vibe with and you're like i like this person and it could be the guy at the gas station you know, you could go to the gas station and like the funny older guy that's there, you just like, it's my guy. And you just immediately like, it's my guy. Like you almost immediately like, you ready to go out with him. Like he's, you know, I could be like a 65 year old Pakistani dude. He's like the favorite dude in the world every time you see him. Like, yo, you know, you go to the hardware store and there's the, the old man there that this is your guy. Like you, if I go to the hardware store and that dude's not there, I'll come back. Cause I want to see him. Like, <laughs> I'm that guy. Like, I'll be like, oh man, you know, Will isn't here. Oh man, like, I'm gonna come back in an hour. Like, I, I got shit to do. I'm gonna go here down the street and I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna hope that he's back when I come back on the way back. Like, type shit. Anyways, so songs are very much like that. You know, you, 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 you feel something. And then when you, when you like something, you wanna, and then, you know, because songs, you have the ability to like, you know, you can control them on like a person. Like you can be like, I want to hear this like a nigga, a nigga. I mean, you know, so you have the ability to really just like super, you know, get it, get, get it in how you want to get it in. And it's, it's a beautiful thing, man. And it's the same thing. Like I'm the type of person when I watch movies, I rewind certain scenes over when I read books. If I read a sentence or a paragraph that really lights my brain up, I will stop. If it's really powerful, I might stop and, you know, pour myself some green juice or some shit, sit down and just <laughs> be reading again. Like I get like I really like take it like I, 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 I curate the moment like I'm going to really like let me set up everything. I want to really that sentence was so good. You know how you're reading something and this is particularly like a good example of this is if you're like if you're reading like a like a like a, a an autobiography. And a person begins to tell you a story that's a crazy story. And you're like, oh, like, you know, 
like something that you, or, or something that like once they first introduce what they're talking about, you know that the next couple paragraphs are going to be like fire. So then it's like, oh, okay, let me just let me take my time with this. Yeah. Turn the you know turn the let me turn the lights down. <laughs> you got to treat yourself, you know. Man, I don't. <laughs> I'm about to. Uh, I have to bring it up. You know, uh, I don't know if you ever heard of the book Marcus Aurelius Meditations. I just finished it two weeks ago. Okay, well, I, I don't know if we read the same translation, but what to your point, hmm. there was a paragraph, many obviously in that book, like we're all going to die, you don't have much time, <laughs> make the most of it, present moment, all that great stuff. But he had a paragraph when it came to like lust. He said, and I'm paraphrasing, uh, the next time you find yourself chasing sex or chasing like throwing all your energy in just to have sex, remind yourself of what it actually is. It's simply this mechanism of you rubbing your genitals yeah. until you have a seizure for seven seconds and a white liquid comes out and it's over. Dude, I'm not kidding. I stopped in my tracks. <laughs> yeah, heavy, heavy. And think how many people have plunged off the edge of the bottomless cliff into the fiery pits of Mordor behind that looking for that like it's really it's really funny but what's deep about that too is 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 that's one of those it's like discipline it's like you almost wish you could you could just pop back through 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 time and be like yeah but marcus you know you don't have some moments out there playboy you know you don't crept up on some things like you know come on man but but what's beautiful is is, is you know he's 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 right. You know what I mean? Like we, so many people, I mean, man, I mean, once again, people's lives, fortunes, business, people, you know, having sex with their, 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 you know, their, their sisters, husband on, on the wedding day. And like, you know, people are crazy. Like people are nuts. Sex is a, is a wild thing. And it's, it's so deeply, I think ultimately some people are better in control of, you know, their emotions and their desires. And, you know, like some people, you know, really just let it go and, and they get turned on by the adrenaline. They feel like rock stars when they just go for it. You know what I mean? And um, me personally, like that type of stuff, I just see it as being so dangerous. I mean, you know, I'm no square. I've definitely, you know, experienced my share of exciting, um, you know, decision-making. But I've <laughs> I've never like you know been one to you know miss the point. Like there's the cliff, there's the fire. Go that way. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like get away from the fiery cliffs. You know what I mean? Like you know because some people you know it's like because I mean man you know wars and nations and all that stuff. Really the movie Troy. The movie Troy. <laughs> It was all over <laughs> a chick, man. <laughs> I mean, it's really amazing how many, like, I mean, how many, you know, musical groups brought down behind stuff like that. You know, how many, um, it's fast. I mean, it's fascinating. And I was watching on the, uh, um, the rock and roll hall of fame, the, um, the, um, anyways. So yeah, it's, 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 it's interesting. It's interesting stuff, but yeah, no, that book, that's an that's an incredible book, and one of the things I'll I'll, I'll say this is a great 
thing to, to bring up because I was having this conversation with a friend earlier. I've really realized this year that every great thinker that I know personally or that I've read or heard give speech, every single one of them without fail is completely full of shit in at least one area, right? Or with one thing, I should say, maybe not a whole like area, but like one thing. And I was thinking about it, like to be a bold thinker, you know, to be, you know, you have to have a lot of heart, a lot of guts, and you know, you're, you're going for it. And it seems that there's always, it's like gambling, you know, you're not always going to win. You're not always going to be, you know, it's like fighting. You're not, you're eventually any real fighter at some point got beat up. There's no fighter that's worth mentioning that never lost a fight. That just doesn't, you know, there's no athlete that never lost a game when the game winning shot was in his hand, you know, whether it was a golf club, whether it's, throwing, catching, shooting, whatever it is, baseball. So I was thinking like that with, 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 with thinkers. And so like there were a couple things in, 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 in Marcus's book that I was like, granted it's a translation, but there are a couple things that I was like, yeah, I don't really agree with that. But then I was like, but you know what? I don't agree with something that all of, all of the greatest thinkers and I think it's part of the balance of the universe. Like imagine if there was somebody who, eh, 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 there was a person that like actually like a, a person, not a, not a mythological or, or religious deity, but just like an actual a person that like everything they said, there was not one thing that was like, was, was wrong. It, would, it wouldn't make sense because it's almost like we need that balance to show us that we are imperfect but also that when you see a person you admire so greatly wrong, it shows you that you too, because you're wrong about things, so you can be just as great. So I think about that a lot. And, and that's really helped me make peace with some of the things, some of the greatest people that I admire have said or done. And I'm like, what was he thinking? Is that who hasn't made that mistake? I mean, I know some brilliant individuals and just, 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 oh, and, you know, and then one day they say something to you that's so out of pocket. You're just like, the fuck? Like, you know, and I just feel like there's a certain balance to it. Like, I, I honestly think, you know, because I believe in balance in the universe. I believe that things are grander than we know and certain things like that are to keep things balanced. You know what I mean? Like, you know, and, that, and, that, and that's a heavy subject because you can keep going on and on and, and it gets like very, it gets very delicate matters, but I just leave it at that. <laughs> yeah, well, you remind me in your book, you also, you talked about how, you know, some people idolize their favorite athlete or celebrity and, you know, that doesn't make them a good person. <laughs> you know what I mean? But we, especially, I don't, I mean, just, we're just so fascinated with, fame and especially in the social media culture and all this and as you're talking it reminds me of this ralph waldo emerson book i believe that was the book he said something along the lines like don't put people on too big of pedestals from the past history as well because like look these people lived on the same earth breathed the same air 
as you do. And I'll go back to meditations. Marcus Aurelius says something like, look, take the richest person in the world, take the poorest person. Guess what? You guys both have the same exact thing of equal value. And that's called the present moment. <laughs> it's right. like, uh, we all get the same 24 hours a day. Yeah. So I feel you too, when you're saying like, you know, all right, Marcus, like you were like very successful. Don't tell me you didn't get it in once in a while. Cause we know you did, <laughs> but it's like, right. it's a balance though. Right. Like you said, it's like, you, I want to enjoy this life and stay present and have, is that, what's the point? Like if I'm not, if I, 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 I tend to overcalculate too much, like, well, I can't do that because that might lead to this. It's like, you know what, man, sometimes you need to jump in. But like you said too, though, there's some things that are, no, that building is on fire. Don't go in. <laughs> right. But then some of the top CEOs, top athletes that are, t and you name it, people fall victim <laughs> to that fire. And you're just like, how, how could you make, I don't get it. Weren't you thinking? It's just, it, you know what I mean? So it's like, we're, we're all human. We're yeah. All and, it, and it's amazing how certain people, you know, could just, could thrive so well in one or two particular areas. And then, you know, another area, they just, just, just constant folly after folly after, after like irreparable damage moment and you're just like yeesh and and then people are looking at him and you know making their judgments and which you know which is a human thing and you know they tell us not to judge people but I say it's it's not about not judging it's about not casting judgment there's a difference like you know you have to judge when you're walking where you're going to walk so you don't step on pile of you know dog stuff but at the same time you don't you know step on a, a, a nails you know walk off the cliff in the fire you have to judge when you're talking to somebody if this person seems dangerous or cool you have to you have to make a lot of judgments but you don't judge people like to pass a sentence over them and determine and lay something on them that's not your position to lay on them so it's an interesting kind of like it's an interesting balance to like not be too heavy handed with your with what you've deduced of the person or situation you're dealing with because you want to you know you also want to keep an open mind because people can keep people can um surprise you you know people can change you know what I mean that's a that's a great a great mistake that <clears throat> we um deal with is so many people are just holding you to who you were, who they remember you as, what they've seen you in the past. And you know, you, you that's why one of the chapters of my book is um acknowledge a person's level up. And I chose to to to, to title it that way, acknowledge a person's level up. Like people are out here leveling up. And if you act like they're not, you're doing several things. One of the things you're doing is you're just not like if you don't know somebody, I'm not saying you have to walked up somebody you don't know say hey man i never met you before but i want you to know i've noticed that you've you know done something you don't have to do that but people you know in your life people work really hard to like raise themselves spiritually you know you know in their career financially you know whatever other ways their health you know so people working hard to get their bodies together whatever they're, they're doing and when you acknowledge that it's not even just about because see the the simple way of looking at it is oh you're just acknowledging you're being nice 
but actually not. Like, I mean, you are, but that's like whatever. It's more to me about like your, 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 you're actually participating in and celebrating the accomplishment and the energy of bettering yourself. So on an energetic level, you're kind of like, for lack of a better word, you're almost like bathing in that vibration and that energy as opposed to just sitting back like, whatever, so what, he, so what, he, so what, he finally got his money together, great, he's got a nice car now, oh, great, he's, uh, he's, he's successful now, oh, he was, in a, he was in a movie, oh, great, he, he did great, oh, he's, he's, um, his, 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 his restaurants really hitting it. Oh, great. Whatever, whatever. You know, you could do that all day, but you could be like, man, that's amazing, man. Hey man, you know, you're doing well. You, you know, you've, you've elevated. You're like, you're, you're, you're that much closer to it. That's how I feel. It's like, if I listen to Michael Jackson and I'm or earth, wind and fire, and I'm like, I'm in that vibration. So if a friend of mine just got a part in a movie or just whatever they just they just, they just made a hundred grand off some cryptocurrency or some shit. I'm like, man, you, man, that's what I'm talking about. I'm, you know, you're 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 in that energy, and I feel like that's that's better than sitting around acting like to it. You know what I mean? So that's why I feel like acknowledging, and also too, you just like, I mean, because I'm gonna be honest with you, I sort of go out of my way. <laughs> I'm gonna share something with you. I try to keep the subject of karma to a minimal just because people, some people are for it, some people are against it. It's not that it's like particularly like a, you know, contentious issue like that or nothing, but it's just kind of like some people don't believe in it. And, da, 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 and I feel like it doesn't always need to be brought to that, but I choose to bring it to that right now. It's good karma to be like supportive and to try to like feel like from a, from a sincere place, like, man, like, yo, I remember when you were, you know, you were out here working 15 odd jobs and struggling. And now you over here, like really doing your shit, man. I'm happy for you. Like, you know, I think about that. I think about when I got the part in the movie that I was in and the people that I, that came to me with like a sincere enthusiasm, Versus the people that were like, you know what I mean? Like, there's a certain energy, man. It's like people should, should whatever you can, it's like tap into the, the golden energy that lifts people to higher places. That's how I look at it, just in general. Any way you can tap into that, because the other energy is some bullshit. You know, the, 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 the whatever, the whatever energy is not the energy that's going to be sitting there with a child smiling at you in the future while you married to your love and you're, you know, you're picking which, which villa you want to stay in for your two weeks off and island of, 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 of your choice. You know what I mean? Like, that's not what that is. And that's what we, that's why you smile because we think like, that's what you want. So, you know, that's the type of shit that people need to be focused on. Well, I am uh, adding on to that just, Please. Being where we're at here in LA, I know we both know have actor friends. It's like when I see someone land apart, especially ones that I had been in class with or just know, because like you said, 
Someone put this in one of the podcasts. They said LA is the end point for a lot of people. It's the end game. Like it's, they, they gave up everything to come here. I know someone who moved here from another country and I'll never forget having the conversation with him. I'm like, Oh, are you, you going to fly back home anytime soon? He's like, Oh, I haven't been home in blah, blah years because I'm saving my money for my SAG card. And it's like, it, it just kind of was one of those like, Oh wow. Like, yeah, no, like some people like give up everything. So when yep. I see these people <laughs> now landing commercials or they get a part in a movie or something, it's like, man, like, heck yeah. It's like awesome. And same thing with like people, uh, uh, losing weight and like taking care of their fitness. When I see them like really on IG or something, uh, like I just lost blah, blah, blah pounds. I'm going to keep, I'm like, I, I always try to like, Hey Absolutely. man, that's awesome. Like, and give recognition. And it's, it, you, I think that's a brilliant observation you bring up. It, it is important to, cause even when people like as dedicated they are and as hard as they work, I had this talk with an actor friend the other day and she's killing it right now. But I had told her, I'm like, Hey, you're killing it right now. And she's like, you know what? Thank you for saying that because she's like the mind, it messes with you, man. Like, and, and sometimes you just need that like little someone just to like, Hey, like Absolutely. I see you, you're doing good. Like, get out of your head. You're doing fine. Keep working hard type of thing. So I'm glad that you recognize. Yeah, no, and it's, it's real because it's like you, 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 you help all parties involved. You're supporting a person. You're giving them like acknowledgement because man, you know, some people, they like to act like they, you know, but it's very, 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 very few people who aren't to some degree doing anything is you know striving to achieve things to for some form of you know we're social animals we, we're social creatures like we we want to be appreciated for what we do regardless of whether it's an entertainment or a person you know a guy a girl whatever that, that that you know did eight years in medical school and now they got their you know they got their little their small practice and now they've started to generate clients and now they're starting to do well and now they like they be able to move from an apartment to it and now they're here and then next thing you know they're like people work hard man so you know and 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 and, and don't do a lot of things that they could do it's make a lot of sacrifice for these things so it's important i think that we 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 acknowledge people because it helps people and it's like it's like it takes 10 seconds to say something like that less than that and what it can mean for somebody i mean we most of us are walking around remembering things that people said to us like there's things that people said to me that like are like talismans around my soul when i have my most difficult times like i think about this person said it to me and that shit meant everything to me and it's like it gives me like a guiding light like you know, was it wear this when things grow the most dark? You know, Lord <laughs> of the Rings. It's like a word somebody said. It's like something you you know that it lights when you need it. And so, but then the the flip side of it is your your soul, the highest version of you. Because if you want that, then you should be able. You should you should honor it wherever you see it. If you want, like, if I see a couple that's just killing it like this, you know, and I'm not talking about like success. I'm talking about like, like, like financial or career success. But when, you know, you see couples and they both, they just, they just, their shit is dope. Like you can see that just that they're, they just have a great chemistry and the way they move. It doesn't matter like whether they're, 
you know, their shit is fly or basic, but you can just tell that they're, they really have the magic between them. Because there's couples that have, there are couples that are sitting on yachts and they, it's trash, you know what I mean? And then there's couples that are sitting, you know, in a, in a pissy mattress, but they're, <laughs> they're golden. Like when you see the, when you see the, the magic between a couple, like I'm the type of guy, a lot of times, like, you know, I try to, you know, if I see a couple walking on the street, you got to be careful because some guys ain't having it. You know what I mean? What? You know, they think you're like being funny. So you can't just like, I just want to tell you y'all are beautiful. But there are times when you can. And when you do that, like, like if I, for, I'll give you an example. If I see a couple walking and they both like are just immaculately dressed and they just and they're looking like they're just happy. And I'm walking by. I could be at the Grove or something. And I could walk by. I could be like, man, y'all are doing it. Just something as simple as that, and they can detect the sincerity. Man, people be like, thank you, man. We've been waiting to hear that. Like, you could, like, I, this one guy, I forget what he said, but he said something like, he didn't, it was just the, whatever he said, I won't remember, but it was like, it was kind of like a way of saying thank you for, like, like, we out here, man. Like, thank you for, like, we're just, because, and, and I remember thinking, I was like, yeah, when you walk in, like, some people see you, but, not everybody's going to say something like that. And it's almost like, like they're contained and they're happy with themselves, but it's nice to know that it's like, it's like I was the mirror of the city at that moment. Mm. Like they have their mirror at the house, but I was like the mirror of Los Angeles. Like I just want you to know that LA is seeing y'all and y'all are fresh and they really appreciate it. So it's like, I feel like, you know, you do that. That's better than just walking by them. Because I've been the guy before, you know, salty. Like, man, I wish I had a girl, man. You know. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, well, yeah, no, and there's been times where, and, and dude, here's the thing, too, like when, especially like people I've had dialogue with, man or woman, um, and, and sometimes it's people, you know, even women that I've gone on dates with before, but, you know, we just maybe that romantic vibe wasn't there, but we're cool as friends. And then I see them get into a serious thing. Like, dude, I'm ecstatic for them because I know they're a great person and they deserve that. So it's just, it's just good to be in those vibes. And this whole uh, section here reminds me of a quote I love. It's uh, treat everybody like there is somebody or make, make everybody feel like there is somebody. Absolutely. And it doesn't matter if it's the billionaire person over here or the person on the street over here. It's, hey, man, like, absolutely everyone's human everyone deserves some happiness like yeah and, and man people you know we never really you know what's funny is when people like say those 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 things you, know, you never know what somebody's going through it's so real and it's not always as see this gets back to the whole thing of thinking things through some people hear that and they only can take it so far as you know a person has a drug addiction or a person is dealing with abuse or a person has a dying family member or a person has, um, you know, something like something crazy going on. Like they're just things people are dealing with anguish in the mind. Like just that self, just some people just have weird things going on in their head. That's like difficult to stay, you know, they might be healthy that everybody in their family is healthy, this and that, but they just dealing with some like, thoughts that are difficult that somebody might be insensitive to like man you over here worried about some old 
you know, even, even depression. You got people that are walking around with clinical depression and because they have on, you know, Balenciaga and they're eating superfoods and they're, you know, Ubering, Uber blacking, they're using Uber black everywhere and they have a nice car. People just completely act like they're just the luckiest person in the world mm -hmm. and they could not be suffering in any way. And there are people that just have, you know, complicated, man. So it's like, and that's another component of smooth sailing. If you're walking around thinking you know what everybody's going through and you're making judgment of people and you're alienating yourself from people, you know, drawing these de divisive lines between you and people based off an assumption, you're playing yourself because you never know who's gonna, like in my book, I referenced the guy in the Yoshinoya, the guy in the bushes of Yoshinoya, because I used to eat Yoshinoya back in piece of Yoshinoya, but I'm just not the fast food guy anymore. And I was gonna say, um, I used to go there and there was this dude, and I was eating there probably for a period of like maybe, I don't know, a year on and off or something like that. And there was always this one dude in the bushes there. And he like, and it was like a little, like a small, like little curve around the drive-through. So it was like maybe, you know, I don't know, six, six feet by like four feet, like a little area. And they had like the little, the little hedges that were trimmed. And he was like behind the hedges. So he was like in this little, like this little like island almost. And he's behind him and he had all this shit back there, like behind the bushes. And I was like, damn. And I remember just one day thinking to myself, like, I bet you he knows a lot about something. It just hit me one day. I was like, there's gotta be something that he knows. There's something that if I knew what to ask him about, he would probably pop up and be like, oh, like maybe he, he knows everything about, you know, the Dodgers in the 80s. Or maybe he knows, maybe he knows a lot about German leather manufacturing. You never know. Like people just know whatever they know. But and you know, hard times befell him and he's dealing with it. But I just remember thinking, like, you never know what a person has to offer, you know? So try, you know, you, you have to make decisions. Some people you have to like leave them alone for whatever reasons. I'm not saying I was trying to go get down there in the bushes with him and cuddle or nothing. I'm just saying, like. You know, I don't want to dis. You don't want to dis. You know, discount anybody like that just because of whatever, whatever reason. And, you know, anyways, I'm rambling right now. Yeah, no, it's it's all related to the book. And in one one last, I mean, there's there's a we could do ten segments on your book, and there's so many things I want to bring up. But one last thing I did want to bring up from the book uh, that we were talking a little about in the pre-show um, communication. And the words you choose, and uh, you you discuss, and there's a couple different sections of the book, and one in particular where you're, you're talking. I'm paraphrasing you, but you know, if you're always responding to people with "okay" or "yeah" or just simple stuff, and you're not really, when it comes time for you to really have to be articulate and explain things, it's almost like. Uh, you know, if you're not in the gym shooting your free throws, and then when the game's on the line and you get put on the free throw line. You probably should have been in the gym shooting those free throws, you know? So could you elaborate a little bit on what you mean by, like, you know, communication? So, and, and you just, you just, you just said it so well. But, yeah, um, to all the wonderful people of the world that you send them 
a really nicely worded text with some fly color, you know, you know, and then they respond, okay, okay. Now I understand that sometimes for fu to, to function and you know for efficiency, you have to say, okay, like especially if, if it's time sensitive. But sometimes I feel like, like I know certain people who will will hit you with okay, like as a confirmative when you when you're like asking questions and stuff like that, or you know I'm gonna come see you, okay, fine, you know or whatever something like that. But I'm on my I'm on my way now, okay, but. Some people just really, and they don't like the text. And I get it. Look, I like to write. I like to speak. I always, I make no, um, I don't, I'm, I'm long-winded. You know what I mean? It's some people that love it. It's a gift to some people that don't like it. It can be annoying, but that's me. You know, um, I feel though, like to, to, to the point that you brought up that I mentioned in my book is like, at the end of the day, you know, you got to be ready for certain things and practice makes perfect. So if you don't practice expressing yourself, you know, and articulating your concerns, your thoughts, your desires, your, your whatever, then when you need to, and it's called upon you to do so, you're gonna be a little bit rusty. And the one thing that is constant, it doesn't matter what you do, who you are, you know, man, woman, child, you know, whatever race, whatever age, you have to communicate with people. And, you know, doesn't matter what profession you're in, you know, um, being able to express yourself well is like the realest thing that you can, you know, invest your energy into after like, you know, just, you know, drinking water and not, you know, you, you know what I mean? Like, like, like it's, it's the most basic thing. Like it's the, you know, you have to, obviously you have to sleep you have to eat and drink water. And then, you know, but then it, you, you could say, okay, I want to make sure I eat good food. I want to point is practicing and developing your ability to, to, you know, speak properly is so crucial. And so, that goes down to even like text messaging because you're formulating your thoughts and you know it goes down like people that you know i've had you know it's like it's like it's like dating there are people that don't they don't want to talk and then it's like well if you don't want to talk and you just want to text then what's going to happen if you like this person like because even if you'd say like, okay, you don't really want to talk, you want to text because you're not sure. But then when you like talking, is, it's not like, oh, okay, I'm just not going to talk to anybody until I find somebody that I think I like, then I'll talk to them. Guess what? You haven't been talking all this time. <laughs> so now you're like trying to figure out how to talk. So how's your mom? How's what's up? What's what, what do you, what, so what's up? How you been? Like, you know, there's more, there's more to it than those. Those things. So I just feel like people need to um, appreciate the value of developing their communication in, in every way. Because, I mean, man, like I remember being 15 and ordering food. First job I had, and I remember ordering some food and 
go get, getting the food, like the f- food was brought to where I was working at the time. And the food was brought to me and I had like, you know, I had like a 20 minute lunch break or something, right? And it was, it was, it was made incorrectly. So like it had cheese and I don't like, I'm like, doesn't tell So I went over to the place cause it was like right down the street and I walked in and I was like, can I speak to the manager? Yeah. And I explained to the manager, I was like, look, you know, man, I only have 20 minutes for, for my break. You know, even if you tell me now you're going to remake this for me and make it perfectly, even if you give me my money back, like I, I, I won't have time to eat it. I have to now return back to my shift. I'm hungry, blah, 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 blah. I explained it. The guy sitting there listening to me. I'm like 16. He's like, you want a job here? And I was like, Huh? He's like, I like the way you express yourself. I like the way you speak. speak. Would you like a job here? And I was like, nah, but he ended up giving me my food, my food, money, whatever. But it was like, I just bring it up. Like the guy offered me a job because I was able to express myself well. And he has employees that really can't do that. It's like being able to speak. People want to do things with you when you can speak so it's like people don't realize what that stuff is and i mean i mean i mean when i say what that stuff is like the what that it's funny people don't get what that stuff is it's almost like a, like a, like against everything i was just saying but that's my slang like people don't, i mean not my slang but that's like my my way of speaking sometimes it's like people don't understand the value of what that really means and the, the you know the value of, I'm, getting, I'm getting a little people don't understand the the value of what that of, of that, excuse me, Boom. people don't like put my foot, my foot in my mouth. People don't really understand the value of that. See, that's, I know how to speak. I could fix what I was trying to say. I had to whittle it down to what it really means. I was getting caught up in overwordiness. People don't understand the value of that. Being able to express yourself clearly and concisely is everything. And people want to be around people like that. They ask people like that into things. They invite things like that. So, but yeah, to, 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 to the main point, you have to develop it. It's a daily, what is it? I pledge myself each day. I pledge myself anew. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, that's why you and I get along because, you know, there's a certain importance. It's like, you, you know, you're talking to people that, you know, you could be talking to somebody. I was talking to somebody not that long ago and we had a, a disagreement and I said to them what they said and they, I know exactly what they said. Like it's not confusion. And I was mentioning them what they said and they tried to act like I was trying to save some other stuff. I'm like, that's what you said though. Like you said that. And now you're trying to like spin it on me a certain way to gain, to win an argument, which is what you're trying to do. But none of that has anything to do with what was actually said. <laughs> so it's like, and I remember thinking to myself, like, you got to be on point with what you say. You got to listen to what you say. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to watch this back and I'm going to hope that I didn't say anything that I missed saying there was one word i'm not going to say that i remember saying you know you know words there's certain words that you like have a working use working understanding of and you're like i think i've used that word right because you get in the spirit of saying words because you're getting bolder and you get more like free i want to use that word and i'm gonna use it you say it, and you're like yeah that felt right and then maybe later you're like ah oh, i don't know if i was i used it quite right 
but sometimes you got to go for it. You got to have, you got to live a little. So, um, yeah, it's important, man. Communication, because communication is everything. I mean, communication is magic. You can, you know, you can talk yourself in to a fortune and you can talk yourself out of, you know, the pits of hell. I mean, there are people that have, you know, like, it's amazing what you can do with your communication. You know, presidents, all, all that stuff is this. Oh, it ain't nothing more than that. It's nothing more than that. You know what I mean? Like, it's literally that. Like, the songwriters, produce, producers, all that stuff. It's, you know, having that, you know, being able to put it together and being able to, like, you know, you know, to, to say what you have to say to, to you know, it's, it's, it's a beautiful thing. So, yeah, I think that's, and that's the great love of my life is words, man, because it's just so beautiful, man. It's just, it's amazing the things that we can, we can create with our words, you know. Yeah, well, and with your words, you've created, in my opinion, a masterpiece. Smooth sailing for hard rocks. Uh, yeah. We're going to have to do something again here sometime because you and I can definitely go. There's Even with what you just said, there's about 20 things I want to add on to that. But, you know, we've, uh, we've hit about that time. And uh, if people want to get your book, Chris, Smooth Sailing for Hard Rocks, how do they get a hold of a copy? How do they purchase a copy? <laughs> uh, all right. So currently... They have to holler at me directly via Instagram or, uh, you know, Twitter, Facebook, or whatever. How you find me? I might be at a, you know, at a, at a, at a, at a Whole Foods somewhere buying some sardines, whatever. But we're in the process of setting things up for an official launch in 2022. You know what I mean? So that's, you know, I'm not going to speak too much on that right now, but things are being set up, you know what I mean? So that's kind of what's going on with that. But as for right now, I have physical copies and um, they have to get at me directly. It's not available online or any bookstores. I mean, online and other than, you know, reaching out to me directly. You know, I have I have Smooth Sailing for Hard Rocks Instagram page. I have my own Chris Clark Instagram page. And um, I have a smooth sailing for Hard Rocks Facebook page, you know, um, you know. So just it's 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 just you know it's still, but like the official launch will be in 2022, you know. But in the meantime, you know, holler at me and get one of these initial you know copies. That's a that's a rare rare one like what you got over there. Oh yeah, I got I got the first round one here. This is right first. This is great. Well, I'm definitely when that uh, the launch happens and it's available on other platforms. I'm definitely going to have to grab copies for gifts for people. Oh, bro! Uh, you like this book right here, Anthony DeMello Awareness. Like I, I hand that out like a missionary does Bibles at an airport. Like it's it's like when I when I come across something, I'm like, oh, dude, people need to read this. This is definitely going to be one where I'm going to want some copies to like hand out to people. You know, brother. Yeah, that man. Means a lot, bro. That really means yeah. a lot. It's the 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 choices that you make of books. I've been following your book club for a while and the, and the, the choices, your literary selections are nothing short of, of impressive, brilliant, timeless work. So to be compared to those, it's really an honor, bro. I really appreciate it, man. Oh man. Awesome. No, my, my pleasure. And it's, 
Thank you so much for taking the time here. And I always give the guests the last word. I know we've covered a lot of stuff, but it can be anything. It can be in relation to the book. It can be something you've just been thinking about lately. It can be a movie you saw. What do you want to leave us with? Um, here's like, you know, because I, I could go so long. I, I got one. Um, I would like to speak directly to whoever's listening to this, watching this, has heard this. And I just want to present an idea. <laughs> imagine, just imagine if what he said, what Sam said is true. If the book that we've been talking about is a masterpiece, is really filled with that level of valuable jewels. Just imagine that, like imagine that. And, you know, we, we hear about a lot of things. We hear about a lot of people's books, people's songs, people's movies, people's podcasts, people's businesses, people's things. And we're supportive people and sometimes it's 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 easy to think that somebody would say something extra about something that somebody they know created to support them but sam is not going to compare any book to those masterworks that he compared smooth sailing for hard rocks to because he knows you don't compare, you know, the Laffy Taffy song to Bob Marley, you know, No Woman, No Cry. You don't do that. You know what I mean? So I'm just saying, I'm just putting it out there for y'all. Just imagine if everything that was said was here is true and the book is a masterpiece. Just imagine that. So base, you know, imagination is what furthers the planet. Imagination is, we're all here. This is imagination, man. You have to have imagination to create things like this and to, to help people be better, imagination. So just imagine that Smooth Sailing for Hard Rocks is a masterpiece and make your decision on that and make your decision based on that. And that's just what I wanna share because I'm, I, 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 I agree with everything that Sam has said. And um, I look forward to more conversation with him in the future. I'm going to be doing, I have a plan to, to uh, interview certain individuals about certain aspects of my book. And Sam is definitely one of the people. So me and Sam are going to be rocking. That's coming. But yeah, just imagine that the book is everything that you've heard it has been today. And um, check it out. That's, that's, that's what I want to leave the people with. And you just demonstrated perfectly your great use of communication. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, Chris, thank you so much. Stick around for a minute uh, after I stop the recording. But, man, uh, so great to connect with you. So great. Again, smooth sailing for hard rocks. For right now, holler at them directly. Look out for the launch. We'll put the links uh, to Chris's uh, info to holler at him. There it is right there. Yes. In the show notes. So, Chris, I will be talking and hopefully seeing you soon, my friend. Thanks again. Absolutely, King. Good to be with you. Appreciate you again, man. Absolutely. Take care.
Isso. Isso.